an interesting topic. It's uh, what do you do as a truck driver out on the road when you get bad news? And how do you get that bad news? And what does the trucking company do for you? And how do you react? Um, that's on Talk CDL today. And uh, interesting fact that truckers are still having a hard time finding places to sit down and eat. After, a year and a half after it started, they're still having problems on the road. Um, and uh, I'd like to dive into that too today. And we got a couple other things to talk about, plus the word of the day with Ruth Ann on Talk CDL. How about our sponsors? NCI. NCI, National Carriers. What a great company. Their number is 888-311-7076. If you're a driver in the market for a company job, if you're a student, if you're graduating a school, these these people can take care of you. If you're wanting a lease, if you're wanting Southeast Regional, if you're wanting over the road, if you're wanting Southwest Regional, uh, the Texas, Oklahoma Regional, there's so many runs that this company has because they have their own freight route in. They, they are an excellent company. Yeah. They have something for everyone. They, they're owned by a beef company. So when you're owned by your own freight, you're, you're actually, you're already ahead of the game. You're not looking at broker loads. So if you're looking to talk to national carriers, the number is 888-311-7076. 888-311-7076. Call them today and tell them Toxidale sent you Ruth and who else we got? Sorry, I was just thinking with NCI, their slogan should be, we keep you moving. Because <laughs> of the cows moving. Sorry. Wow, you are on a roll. We keep you moving. All right. J.J. Keller. J.J. Keller, Trucker's best friend. Trucker's secretary. You know what? I wonder if Keller's going, what the hell are these guys saying this stuff? <laughs> but they really are. They keep everybody going. I mean, if you're a small company, like we said, no job is too small. No job is too large. Um, if you're unsure of how to do paperwork, um, if you're looking to be organized, these people will keep you organized. I don't care what kind of paper it is in trucking, all the forms you have to file every year. It's literally pennies to work, to work for, to keep these people on your payroll department. I promise you, this is, you'll feel like a, a, a bigger company and you'll feel like a team when you hire these people to keep you in order, Ruthann. You will. I definitely believe that you would feel, um, more professional. Well, not just professional, but at ease knowing that someone's got your back and they're doing what needs to be done so that you could just keep doing the other portion that you actually truly like to do. Yeah, and that's drive. Right. So call J.J. Keller, 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017. Last but not least... Cocoon MDR, Ruthann, it's the app that everybody's talking about in trucking right now because, after all, who puts on more miles on their car and vehicles than, than truckers? Nobody. Right. So out of everybody that's been downloading this Cocoon MDR map, or app, rather, it's truckers are the ones winning. I mean, if you're, a, if you're a traveling salesman, you're probably doing okay, but there's no way traveling salesmen are putting on 120 to 150,000 miles a year. They really aren't. I met one time one that did 90,000 a year. I really did. I was at a car auction, and it was his car was being turned in, and this dude, it was a, a Oldsmobile uh, that had a, like a million miles on it, and in like hardly many, hardly any years, it was crazy. Anyways, let's move on. Um, Cocoon MDR. Go to Android, or the what is it, the Google Store? Yeah, wherever you get your apps for yeah, for Google, and ch- keep looking for iOS uh, for Apple. Um, if they have the app now, get it. 
Download it. It's free. And literally, they'll start dumping money into your PayPal or whatever account you give them. And you do nothing. You absolutely, there's nothing you got to do. They just download it and you collect money. Crazy, isn't it? Super crazy. All right. That's it for our sponsors. sponsors. Let's move on. Check this. This. this uh, um, hey, Troy. What? I can cut down a tree using only my vision. Yeah. How's that? I saw it with my eyes. <laughs> Ruthann's on a, she's in joke mode. You saw it? I saw it with my own eyes. Uh, okay, so let's go back to, let's go back to the podcast here for a second, the topic. Drivers, and now, now it's, it's a weird topic, but it's, it's, I've, I've heard it talked about lately with people. Um, I've met some drivers that they got bad news on the road, right? And I've talked to drivers over the years that say to me, if I get, a, if I got an emergency, I tell you right now, you can pick your truck up at the airport because I'm on my, I ain't, I ain't going to do nothing, man. I'm going to take that car and that truck and I'm going to go over there to the airport and I'm getting on a plane to go home to my emergency family. Well, here's something I want to talk about. Okay. Depending on what emergency you get. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Your, your, your child's got the flu or your wife's sick. Okay. Your somebody's, um, you know, somebody got hurt and, I, recently, I had one guy, not me, but I was talking to a company. He said the guy's dad got into a car accident, right? He jumps on a plane. He, he literally abandons their truck, gets on a plane, and flies home. Doesn't give a shit, right? But the bottom line is it was a minor accident. It wasn't, it wasn't even an accident where the guy was, like, going to die. He, he was literally in the hospital. They, they uh, had him in there. I don't know if they kept him overnight or not. But the family had already told him he's okay. But he used it as an excuse to act like a jackass and, and, and get on the plane and fly the hell home. Oh, my gosh. I'm coming, Daddy. Well, guess what? It, it, daddy was okay. You know, it's the, you got to look at the severity of the actual phone call that you get. Ruthann, you look like you want to say something. No, I just, I, I, when you, no, I don't, I mean, I get flabbergasted when I think of some of the excuses that drivers use to jump out the seat and and leave and then blame it on everybody else why they looked foolish. Well, look, here's here's what I want to do. I'm just going to break this down as a somebody's just looking at it all sides. Okay, first off, there are trucking companies out there that even if it's a really bad emergency, they'll want you to keep working. And and if 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 I was out on the road, me personally, and like there was a death or somebody was dying, I'm I'm going home. But let's 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 give a couple examples. Let's say you're under a load and you're going down the road and you get a bad phone call. Okay, no matter what the call is, let's say you're 300 miles away from your destination and it's a real emergency. Okay, I agree. I'm calling my dispatcher right away, and I'm saying, listen, here's what my, my message to, uh, to everybody at the end of this podcast is. You've got to still act like a professional no matter what. If you have the, the brains and the conscientiousness to get yourself directed to an airport and get home, then you can secure the truck also. So let's say you're 300 miles away, all right? Well, me personally, what I would do is I would find a, I would call dispatch, and I would say, listen, I'm getting to the nearest airport, okay? And you're not going to get your tractor-trailer into the airport anyways, okay? You're going to get the big fine if you leave it on the road outside there. So what I would do is 
I would call my dispatcher and I'd say, listen, I've got a, a real emergency. I've got to get home. So the airport's, I'm 75 miles from an airport. I'm headed that way. I would tell dispatch, I'm headed to the airport. So A, there's a, a couple good things that can happen for the trucking company. Okay, find me a secure lot to park it in within 10 miles of, of the uh, airport. And guess what? Off-site parking, which is within usually one to five miles of the airport, where they'll run you over and they'll, they'll charge rent for your vehicle to be there, They'll have, they will have room to put a tractor trailer on those, uh, those off-site parking. They're big, those parking lots. You know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could you so anyway, so that would be A. And B, guess what? Now that the truck is near an airport, the trucking company now could fly somebody there without having to track it down and could literally the key will be there with the off-site people in their office. You pay yourself a little rent for the for a couple days. Somebody could fly in, jump in that truck and deliver the load, and all is good. Okay, if the driver has a legitimate emergency, Ruthann, what do you think of that? I agree. And most companies, if you're a good driver and you do say, hey, listen, I just need to get, I need to do this because I need to find out what's going on. It's whatever that real emergency is, not an emergency that is one of those not real emergencies, you okay. know, like choice at a death. Well, here's, here's another one. Let's, let's use like appendicitis or something like that. Hey, your child just had an appendicitis. The doctors, they're going to operate today yet, okay, on the child. And he, he's, he's going to be all right. Most kids live through an appendix operation. We know this, right? Okay. So let's say, let's say you're only 20 miles now from your destination and you still feel you need to get home, okay? All right. Well, guess what? Be a man. You got 20 miles to go. Take it to the shipper or the receiver and leave the truck and trailer there and take an Uber to the nearest airport and, 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 and get on a plane if that's what you want to do. At least you delivered the freight to the company, back it in the door even, and get going. If he's getting an operation, you could still be home in time and it, it, the child's not going to die. I'm just saying, that's, do, do you agree with that or not? I do agree. And here's the thing. When you, if, if, if it's going to be an incident where you're that close... By the time you get the tractor to where it needs to go, not only that, but when you get these flights, if you're going to fly home, some of them won't even leave for another day or so. So if depending on where you're going, you might, you might be screwing yourself because once you find out you really can't get as home as fast as you thought you could, now you're stuck. So do a little bit more of your investigation on, on these flights and stuff. And, and and work out an actual game plan that you're going to be able to to not just you but your company also work with you to get you to your destination and back. Now let's take let's take the real one. Okay, there's a death or there's an emergency where child could die, mom could die, a family member could die, and you're very close to that family yeah, member. Close family. Now member. that's a horse of a different color. Okay. Now, I know if it was me, my mind would not be thinking of delivering a load, okay? And let's say, let's say I'm only 100 miles from home. I'm probably, if it's that bad of an emergency, 
I'm probably going to drive the truck to my house, and so I'm probably going to get fired. But at that point, there's nothing you can do. And I'm sure the trucking company, when they really sit down and think about it, they would do the same thing. And I don't care what person out there, if you know, so you get a phone call and somebody's close to you is they're saying, get here as quickly as you can. The person might die. Well, first off, I don't know how the hell you're going to drive a hundred miles and have a clear head. So, I mean, that would be a dangerous thing right there for me to do drive a hundred miles, trying to get home in a, in a bad emergency. Somehow I think I would rather get on a plane and fly it anyways, even at a hundred miles. But bottom line is, you know, there is no, there is no probably there probably is no delivering the load at that point. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, if you're but if you have to really look at it, I think if you're look at all the circumstances. If you're 100 miles from home and your delivery was that close, you know, most truck stops you should be able to say, "Listen, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pull into this truck stop. I'm going to drop the trailer right here and I'm going to get home." Yeah. And and I and you know if a trucking company can confirm that there is that bad of emergency, I don't think most of them would would fire the guy even no. because I mean if I owned the trucking company and a driver said to me, hey, listen, I just got I just got this crazy call, I uh, uh, somebody's gonna die, blah 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 blah. Guess what? I would just say, hey, I understand, no problem. Start. I would even say to them, start heading home. I'll get the. I'll even tell them that the load's gonna be late. And is there any way you can drop the trailer? at a truck stop for me, like you just suggested. And then I'll try to find out, trying to find one of my other drivers to pick that trailer up and deliver it, you know, and work with that driver. If, if, you know, oh, if it's yeah. a legit emergency that bad, but the, see my, my whole point Ruth then is the severity of the emergency phone call. You can't use, Oh, my wife bumped her head on the cupboard. Okay. Or, or, you know, what, whatever, just some, I can think of a, Oh, my, my grandfather's toenail broke that you you can't come up with lame, quarter emergency not everything is an emergency so get it in your mind what is in fact before you take a job trucking you should establish with your family you know phone calls and and a game plan listen i'm away 500 miles i'm away a thousand miles if if if, unless it's a, a a really really super bad emergency don't you know don't call me panicking see that's the other thing mom and dad or husband wife or kids at home just the way you give them the bad news could make them think, oh, my gosh, i got to turn this truck around in the medium and just hammer down. i got to get home. Well, and if you have certain companies, if you're with a company a few years and they know you're a great guy or woman, but they know that you're, you know, you're, you take your responsibility of a truck driver as a very professional one, they could even say, hey, listen, um, Take the truck to the truck stop. I'm going to have someone that's nearby there. I'm going to have them drive you to, you know, yeah. this airport so that you can get home faster. Or let's try and get you get you home without you having to drive that tractor because you don't you're you're not going to be in the frame of mind for it. So let me help you out that way. Companies have hearts, you know, and and depending on how you are as an employee, depends on how much of that heart you're going to see. Cause sometimes you're not going to see much of that heart. If you're a really bad employee and they have you there because they need you there, not because they truly like you, <laughs> you know, that's true. Look, I know some actually speaking of good companies, I know some companies that tell me all the time, listen, if a driver has an emergency, we will get them on a plane. We will get, we will pay for it and get that driver to his house. 
you know, and, you know, if it's a legit emergency, okay, and again, your grandfather's toenail breaking off is not a, is not a legit emergency, and people that call you from home, again, I'll say this, you need to have a game plan for when something does happen on the road, because things do happen. People get phone calls all the time out there on the road, um, get home, this happened, get home. You know, and then you get home and you're going, where's the emergency? Well, we thought it was. Listen, guys that are calling truck drivers and crying, screaming at them, saying, get home, get home, get home. Be careful how you do this. It could cost them a lot, like their job and their career and everything, if they do something really stupid with that truck. And it turns out that it wasn't really that much of an emergency. Or if you have them where, you know, if you got them worked up, depending on the person, you don't know how they handle that stress. But if they're driving that tractor and they're not in the frame of mind, because their mind's in, in five different other places that it should be, shouldn't be, they could be a hazard, an extreme hazard on the road. And you could be setting them up to hurt someone else just because they're not focusing their distractive driver then. They're not, they're not focused. So that's just as bad as texting or drinking or any other kind of inebriated. Boy, I couldn't say that one right. In, inebriated. Inebri- inebriated. Boy. I can't even say it either. So can't say it slow, that's for sure. Yeah, so look, bottom line is start realizing the severity of your emergency. I, I understand 100% if, if somebody's going to die or, you know, it's, it's really, really bad. Like, okay, your child got hit by a car and he's, they're doing surgery and you don't know what the outcome is. I'm going home for that. That's, you know what I mean? Something like that. We're going home. But again, there's, there's, okay, little Jimmy broke his leg in a football game. All right. He's, oh, well, there's and he's, you can really do. And he's <laughs> crying for his daddy. He wants you, honey. He's crying. He only wants you. Well, screw that, man. I'm going home. Little Jimmy wants me. No, that's I that. He said Johnny. I've got Jimmy Johnny. Who the heck ever? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, guys. Be professional about this. And trucking companies, you too. You know, if a guy has an emergency. Help get him home. It's you know what if that's one thing that a trucker will do. If if you if he's got a big enough emergency and you don't get him home, he's gonna go on the internet and he's gonna badmouth you. And then other truckers are gonna go, wow, look at that. They have no heart over there. Mm-hmm. So you know, let's work together, okay? And and I mean everybody, the trucking company, the truck driver, and the people delivering the damn emergency news, work together. You know, in fact, I think the best way to call somebody up and go, listen. Uh, what are you doing right now while I'm driving? Can you do me a favor? Could you, you got a rest area? I just need to talk to you real quick. You know, get them off the road to tell them, especially if it's a really bad emergency, okay? Um, and, and break it to them in a nice professional way. Don't panic. When you panic, the driver on the phone is going to be like, oh, my gosh. You know, you say it in a calm way and, and keep him calm. And driver, you call your company right away. Listen, I've got an emergency. This is, I've got to get home. I'm sorry. There's no way in my mind that I could deliver this freight. Now, like I said, if you're five or 10 miles away from your delivery, listen, I'll, I'm going to drop it off at the, at the, at the receiver. They can back it in with their yard truck and I'm going to, I'm going to bobtail home. If you're close enough to bobtail home or I'm going to the airport, your truck will be on an offsite parking lot. They'll have the key. You can fly somebody in to pick it up and, and continue on. And if you want me, I'll come back in a week or so when I get this resolved. You know, you can do this professionally without making yourself look stupid. Yeah, because sometimes a driver using a fake excuse that's not really an emergency makes themselves look extremely 
idiotic. Okay. Shall we move on? Let's move on. Let's move on. I got something else I want to talk about. CDL Life has an has an article in their um, on their magazine this week, and they have an online magazine. Really awesome people, CDL Life. If you guys don't already read CDL Life, you can see so much trucking news there every single day. They post stuff and print things. Good company uh, to be a part of on on the internet and on their website. Um, and we don't we don't work with them. We just like them. Okay. Um, they're not a sponsor, but um, they have this this article, Ruthann, about truck drivers are still having a hard time finding uh, places to sit down, and you can, you can read that um, article at CDL Life. But I want to I want to read a little bit of it and talk about it. Okay. About and these are when I when I mean sit down, sit down in a restaurant and eat. I know um, Steak and Shake just opened up their like literally within like the last few weeks opened up their dining room. Right, exactly. We just seen that. It says we're now open and dining, and there are some steak and shakes and truck stops in Florida. I think they just started opening. So there's one over at the Pilot. I wonder if that one's open. The one in Spring Hills open. I don't know if that one's. Well, anyways, here's the problem. It says literally a whopping 79% of all truckers. CDL Life did a survey themselves, and 79% of the truckers surveyed said. Yep, survey says they're still having a problem. And TA admitted that, um, I forget how many, they've got like 150-some restaurants and like maybe 40 or 50 of them still are completely shut down in truck stops. And a lot of them are shut down due to understaffed. And so, you know, that's a problem because, you know, truck drivers, really, when you're out there on the road, I'm going to tell you something. It's nice to be able to, Go into a restaurant a couple times a week and sit down and have a little camaraderie, you know, sit and talk to some other truckers or at least get out of the truck and uh, find a way to have a nice hot meal like that. Well, it's necessary for for just your own mental stability to go in there and communicate with another human being face-to-face or at least visually right there with them, you know, and then health-wise... Yeah, some truck stops, you know, the food isn't always the greatest when you eat it continually. But every now and then having a good hot meal is definitely um, necessary. Well, take the TA, for example. You and I, like, you sometimes we go order... Buffet? What's it called? The Country Buffet or Country, country Kitchen or something. Country yeah. Kitchen or Pride or whatever it's called. Um, you and I, sometimes we go order and have dinner. Okay, we haven't in a while. I don't know if they're actually one of the one of the ones that I don't think I don't think they do are open. The last time we went in there, when we went there last time, they were not. Right. So you know that's a great example of like you say some of them the food sucks. Well, that food didn't suck. The the, the TA here in Wildwood, they make good you know beef and gravy and stuff. You what did you get this? Were you getting the sauerkraut and stuff or what did you have? No, I never got this. What did you have? What did you have there? Um, you had you had some meal. Who did we eat with? over there it was um kelly kelly who just celebrated a birthday and then we also ate with um we've uh, eaten there with a couple of kelly mac mccoy we ate with him kelly kelly um mccully the only trucker lady we ate with her over at the ta and so the bottom line is their food is good it's home cooked right there they have a buffet but you can also order the meal we usually order the meal what did you get i don't remember oh you got the chicken steak didn't you no, I, no? I, I'm limited there. I know I got something. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah. 
Well, I, Ruth Ann's gluten free. That's why she's limited. I know Kelly got um, like a BLT or something there, and she said it was really good. Yeah, I mean, eyeballing it. And so, you know, to go in and sit down and have a meal like that a couple of times a week out on the road, that's really nice to do. Read a paper or your phone and. And just have some dinner and talk to people while you're doing it. Places like that are really nice. And it's really hard for truck drivers to find that right now. It's sad. So I, I wrote a couple suggestions down. This is, you know, trucking companies could take advantage of this. Now think about this. Like the hot meal is really what they're wanting. So what if a trucking company wanted to take advantage of the problems? You know, one of the things you guys should, truck stops and trucking companies, one of the things you want to do is you want to try to solve problems that can help you you know, retain and maybe even recruit more truck drivers for your company. Uh, barbecue. So, um, no, well, yeah, I mean, that's not a bad idea. Have like maybe, you know, that's actually a good idea. Maybe have a ongoing grill mm-hmm. for when drivers come in the yard, you know, open up a, a an actual ongoing grill. Hires, look, at how, how about the, the uh, the Honda dealer that we deal with. Mm-hmm. What do they have every time we go there? Whenever yeah, they're open. There's a lady and they have a kitchen, a small kitchen. And they serve food. And they, and well, she makes lunch. She makes sandwiches. Chicken salad, really good. Every day. Every day. For their customers. Their coffee, their waters, everything is coffee, free. Coffee, tea, water, fruit, danishes, um, something else. I can't think of what it is. Uh, cookies. Well, just imagine if a trucking company had a a couple of crock pots going in the break room or when it's nice out had a grill going and making hamburgers and you just had somebody on site that was paid to do this i could assure you the hot meal that whenever hey whenever we go to this terminal man there's a hot meal there it's all free you know it's really not that expensive i guarantee you you could spend less than 50 bucks a day with the amount of drivers that come in and out of your terminals most of these companies and literally it's it's a drop in their bucket, and it would make these guys happy because they're getting hot meals. But here's another one. You know, a lot of these companies have sign-on bonuses, right? How about how about every truck now comes with a microwave, a crock pot, and maybe like one of those little electric burners? And, you know, maybe... Like a hot skillet? Yeah, like if some of these companies are giving out like two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 sign-on bonuses. You could spend less than $100 on each truck and make, make sure there's a crock pot in there, a microwave, a, a one of those little Bunsen burner, not gas, but like the electric ones, you know what I mean? You can have this all ready for these guys and make sure they all have refrigerator and freezers to where they can have a hot meal in their truck every damn day. With a cookbook and the supplies, like the... the, the like a little frying pan and stuff, but you know, yeah. I'm just saying that be, that's a, that's a really cool idea. I like that idea. I mean, honestly, it's 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 if if you guys can just um, keep keep drivers, you know, it's it's a a little a little um, it's like a little trump card, you know what I mean? Like a little like an ace in the hole. I, I mean, if 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 I was you know trying to pull drivers in and and I could if I had a trucking company. I would I would look for the problems in the industry to solve that drivers are having, and that is a big one right now. 
they're having a hard time finding a place to sit down and have a hot meal. I mean, yeah, you can go into Burger King and McDonald's and get the same gut grenades and rectum rockets that they sell, or you can just... It gets tiring, though. Right. It gets you, really tiring having burgers continually. Do you guys know how easy it is to take, like, one of those little tiny roasts you get in, in Walmart or whatever store you want to buy, an, uh, a quarter of an onion, some carrots and potatoes? You just take a crock, one of those ones that doesn't flip, you, you have it, or you even strap it down on your one of your stands, and you put a little bit of water. You don't have to put much in, a little roast some potatoes, onions, some salt and pepper, and if you have other seasonings you want to use, and you just set it and forget it. I mean, literally, it's 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. You put this thing on. It, by lunchtime, your truck smells like a, a home-cooked meal inside, and you're going, wow, I can't wait to stop and eat. I'm telling you guys, I know a lot of guys don't do that, and I know there's a lot of people that do cook in their trucks, mm -hmm. okay? But there's plenty of drivers out there that don't have refrigerator and freezers, and they don't have the cooking utensils, and they're spending money out the yin-yang to get you know what I mean, uh, hot meals, when this is a quick fix for these guys. Truck stops also. Figure it out. I'm telling you guys, Loves, Pilot, um, TAs, all you BPs, all you truck stops out there, figure out a way to solve the problem before your competitors do. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's out there. Someone's going to be thinking of it. Somebody's going to be thinking of... Of, of uh, you know, this now that we're putting this out there, and CDL Life has an article about it. But, again, man, if you guys just look at the problems and try to figure out a way to f take your trucking company or your truck stop and, and be a part of the solution, drivers will love you. Mm -hmm. And, after all, what does everybody want? Everybody's wanting drivers to love them. If you're in the trucking industry, you're wanting truck drivers to fall in love with you and to... Um, patronize your business. So take care of your drivers. Go go out on the... I know a trucking company that's in North Carolina that offers that route. And every one of their truck has a microwave, a TV, a TV. They actually have the television and the truck. Television. And I know a lot of people are going, well, you know what? You got to spoil these guys. This bullshit. Well, guess what? So, somebody, you're going to win by doing it. You really are. They'll take care of their truck. They'll be happy. Absolutely. Happy driver, happy life. Yeah, it's make make the inside of that truck already set up like an RV. Yeah. And to be honest with When's you, when's it gonna hurt? If I was a trucking company, I would I would start putting CBs in the trucks. Bring that back too. Your trucks will get wrecked less. Okay. So, anyways, that is my podcast for the week. I hope that you know uh, everybody starts taking advantage of of helping these drivers out with hot meals. You know, if 79% of them, and again, go over to CDL Life and read that, if 79% of these guys are having a hard time finding a hot meal, then you guys need to get to work and figure out how to help them out there because the more you help them, the more they're going to want to work for you. Think about that trucking company. And you drivers out there, remember what I said. If you have bad news given to you, weigh the bad news, okay? Hey, um, if that truck driver that abandoned the truck the other day that I was telling you about because his dad... His dad was in a car accident. If he would have just said, listen, is he conscious? Is he okay? Can I talk to the doctor? Is he going to be all right? Okay? I'm serious. The guy, was, the guy was no problem. He was fine. It wasn't even a major accident. But yet, panicked, and he, and he abandoned the truck and went home, only to find out that there's dad sitting up, talking to everybody when you got home. Where's the emergency? Well, if you would have talked to them yesterday, instead of 
just thinking, oh, no, these guys are going to respect me. I'm going home. Well, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. Yes, there's emergencies that will make you want to get home, and then you need to get home. I get that, and they have to be done professionally. Do things professionally, guys. Trucking companies, you too. Keep it professional. Don't force these guys to be trying to drive if they have an emergency that needs them to get home. In fact, you guys need to pay for their ass to get home so that you have a driver that wants to come back to you. Ruthann, we are done with these topics. Do you have the word of the day? I do. What's your word of the day? What is it? Heuristic. Heuristic? Heuristic. How do you spell it? H-E-U-R-I-S-T-I-C. Heuristic. Heuristic. It's a Greek 19th century. Yeah, what is it? What does it mean? Enabling a person discover to discover or learn something for themselves. Oh, I thought it was another word for enabler. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so it's again, give me the definition again. Enabling a person to discover or learn something for themselves. Okay. Teach them to learn about themselves. The pottery professor's heuristic technique helped students discover their own sculpting style. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Guys, check that out. Um, Ruthann, I think we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.